0: you're listening to tailgate country you know what they don't care we have a alcohol policy at work and i quote them as long as it doesn't interfere with work as long as it doesn't Ooh. inhibit your work ability alcohol is okay and it's because people do like lunches with clients and stuff
1: oh yeah that makes sense no.
0: But yeah, I'll I'll have a beer during my shift now, especially at home. (laughs) Oh God! Sorry, I had to look. Now now, now we have that
1: on the record.
0: Now we have it on the record, and that's okay uh, because I'm in charge. So I'm not gonna get myself in trouble. Anyway, we're talking about Kit Moore's Wild World album today. I. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: You, huh? So <laughs> it's pretty good
1: is there anything else on the agenda or is that <laughs> well is i that, have is that today's I, discussion
0: see you know actually i was gonna ask you guys like live on the podcast i have one piece of news and it's pretty significant news and there's a whole bunch of other music that came out but i really think we're gonna talk about kit more for a long time because i think you both I do it anyway have a every episode lot, yeah you both have a lot to <laughs> say about this and i want to give us ample time um, welcome everybody to the tailgate country podcast. <laughs> I, I hate the old intro. And so I just want to do the cold openings now and then we're, just let were, we led the into weekend. it
1: with uh, Texas.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Kurt Freeman's Texas, our good boy, Kurt All Freeman, right. which, uh, not to spoil anything for everybody we don't have a date yet, but he's going to be on the podcast soon because, uh, we had him on last 4th of July and we were talking to him and we're going to have him on around this 4th of July I'll I'll save the exciting news for him. Um, but did we want to talk about this bit of news uh that a whole bunch of people are canceling their tours? It's kind of old news now.
2: Yeah, it kinda
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. COVID is so last week. dude I don't know if I should say this on the podcast. <laughs> like racism ended COVID. <laughs> like it just did. It just it's just non-issue an anymore right now. It will Whoa. be an issue in a couple of weeks yeah. uh, until, <laughs> until we all get it
1: again, and it's an issue again. <laughs>
0: right. But today, uh, and I don't want to make light of what's going on, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us off there. Um, but uh, it, well, you know, this isn't too old news because George Strait posted it again like the other day. Uh, but his tour, his 2020 tour, it's off. Um, Maren Morris, Kenny Chesney, they all did, and I'm not surprised by that. Uh because all three of these people sell out like massive stadiums. Yeah. I think Thomas Rhett had previously canceled his. I think he Sam Hunt did too. Sam Sam, Sam Hunt, Hunt did. Yeah. But these are um, artists that, yeah. that sell out sixty thousand person stadiums. Um so I'm not at all surprised by this. And I'm also not surprised that smaller artists, say like Randall King or whatever, haven't totally called off their shows for the, the for the year, because he can do shows with a hundred people socially distanced. Maybe. Yeah, I I'll think shows like out.
2: that'll still happen, but
0: Yeah. I mean I'm about to find out with Parker here in, in two weekends. So I know that uh
1: Thomas Rhett and um Maren Morris, they already rescheduled for twenty twenty one. So they already have the dates out there and everything. So I think and you know, we've kind of touched on this with the whole wedding thing, is artists are gonna be fighting for these venues and they they want to book now because they're gonna fill up
0: I agree. I think it'll yeah. be interesting to see if maybe the venues just kind of cancel. And I know they do years differently. They're not like January first to December thirty first. You know, they have concert seasons and whatnot, but I kinda think that I I'm kinda wondering if they just like scrap twenty twenty and just start fresh with twenty twenty one.
2: Yeah, I kinda think that's what's happening. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if dates get changed too with sports seasons still kind of being decided and they're saying like the nhl is going to play all the way into october then start their season in january that's going to screw up all those dates in for those tours
0: that yeah oh yeah that's really i didn't think of that that's really interesting
2: i'm sure those sports teams are going to get first priority over because it's their arenas that they're playing in it's not thomas Rett's arena
0: right that's since Yeah, i'm interested to see um how that goes. I know it's i think it'll be interesting too to see where these artists resort to. Um, because for example, every day that goes on, uh, it looks more and more like the college football season is gonna happen. Um, and it's gonna happen with some form of fan, uh, and it's gonna happen probably at full capacity as far as games being played goes. Um, that's just kind of the terrain that I've been hearing. Um, welcome to the Tailgate Country college football podcast, by the way. Inside information. Um but but it'll be interesting to see if you know these artists that maybe can't book nationwide arena instead turn to I know Ohio Stadium plays its fair share of uh, fair share of shows but we'll see if like Oklahoma Memorial Stadium right or like Clemson hosts uh, these because they have more capacity than the professional stadiums and of course they're not going to be totally filled up but the more capacity you have in a stadium the more people even if you let twenty five percent in, you have true any artists listening to this do that not a bad mm-hmm. idea <laughs> anyway boy i feel like we talked about that to death and since we've come back two months ago um but let's just jump right into kit more wild world we've been waiting for this one for a while and uh i've had this episode set aside for a while so um and right. yeah, now yeah, it's done what did you get yeah yeah that's so good <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I'm not all gonna i've listened to
2: that. for the past since it came out
0: Well, we put a review out on Instagram um, kind of outlining uh, the details. And actually, those were all your words. That that was Brian and Honda. Those were all your words I put on there. Um, Just because – so I think this album is a 10 out of 10, and I really enjoyed it, but I earnestly believe it it speaks a little bit more to you too. So um, just go off, Kings.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean – Kit Moore is, I guess, definitely Hunter and I's number one. Um, he's my number one. I don't know about yeah. you, Hunter.
2: Yeah, he is. And
1: so, you know, over the last ten years or so, he's released four studio albums. This being his fourth, and don't, I, I have such a soft spot for Slow Heart because that that is before this my favorite album of all time, and I don't, I don't know if it's quite unseated that yet. Um, I think Hunter, you what did you rank? You ranked Slow Heart like a nine point six, and Wild World a nine point seven, or <laughs> yeah, it was something like something nine like that. nine
2: point eight. They're both up there. I think uh, Wild Words, Wild World, is just a little bit better, but that's just probably because it's new. But I think they're I both so good.
1: Yeah, personally, for me, I, I think the music on each of them are they're both good in their own ways. For me, Slow Heart, I have more of a personal connection to that one because I think that that album was really popular, you know, when we, us three, really started getting to know each other well and um, we were living in our own houses and stuff like that. So I think that's why that album has such a personal connection to my feelings. But I think from top to bottom, this new album is just, there. there is only one or two songs that I am not listening to regularly um, the rest of them, they're just so complete and they all have a theme to them that they're all connected.
2: Yeah, it's you, you said that well. It's all the songs are connected in the same themes of you have like the Janie Blue character, which seems like most of his albums are around some kind of like old lover or something like that. And then you have his relationship with his father too in this one. So definitely. And the, he,
1: he he mentioned that Janie Blue um is is a real person? Yeah. I mean, he said that that might not be her name, but that character exists. And I even like. I think it was in. I don't know if it was, paying hard. Well, one one of the songs he references Mary, and how Janie Blue was just as sweet as Mary, and I thought that was oh, really cool. I how? That. Yeah, it, I I think it's in paying hard. I'm pretty sure. But I yeah, love that he references Mary, who obviously up all night is all about yeah
2: because he he started off with Janie blue and then brought it back in the last song with paying hard
0: yeah so not not to jump too far ahead um, oh hey brett but (laughs) yeah uh but brian you you mentioned uh he's got four studio albums and and something that i couldn't help but notice when i was listening to this because i you know it's fun to listen to albums all the way through without uh shuffling or anything uh starting with hey old lover and kind of ending with more than enough so that's hey old lover growing you more than enough I kind of felt like each one of those was very – I don't know if he intended this, but the tone of them was very much like his albums, and I believe in order. So if you go listen to Hey Old Lover, and I wish I could play a clip on here, but we'll probably get uh, struck for copyright. It sounds a lot like something that would be on Up All Night. And then Grow On You sounds like something from Wild Ones. And then More Than Enough, I I love More Than Enough. It's one of my favorite songs off the album it sounds like it could be taken from Slow Heart. And I don't know if he intended Uh to do that or if that's just kind of his style coming through because outside of those three, all the other songs on this, uh, without Red White, Blue Jean, American Dream because he didn't write that one, but all the other ones sound totally different from those three. Yes. And I think all of those are Wild World and then there's this bit in the middle and it's almost a dead middle of the album uh, that kind of sounds like its own because then uh, after more than enough you get to sweet virginia you get right back into the wild world sound so i'd that's, recommend people go back and listen to that that's I a really it,
2: good actually. observation i never noticed that until you said i don't that, know if it's true
1: i could be making this up. yeah but it it makes sense it's hey old lover if that song was on up all night i, I wouldn't like marry yeah it, it just seems like it makes sense and i'll tell you what um grow on you just the the cues in that song are just like the ones on wild ones it is very similar and i i agree about more than enough i think as of today obviously as i listen to it over the coming days and weeks and months more than enough is my favorite song
0: that song that is so it's so it, it is and
1: my number one. It I, is, c- I see why because it's slow heart. It is so slow <laughs> exactly. I love yeah. slow heart. So yeah, I, I think that song is just it's amazing.
0: Well, okay, so you said that that one's growing on you, uh, becoming your favorite. But when you first listened to it, the first pass through, what was your favorite, Brian? Um, and it can be one of the singles they released before
1: see okay we'll we'll talk about the singles leading up to it i think first first go through fire and flame was my number one
2: hunter what about you i was gonna say the same thing i feel like the first time i listened to it all the songs just blended so well together it almost seemed like i was listening to one like 40 minute long song from the like those the whole album was one song and i don't know it's just hard to pick a favorite
0: See, I think today Southpaw is probably still my favorite. She's Mine's been out long enough to the point where I really don't associate it with this album. Um, Sweet Virginia, though. I think that might be my favorite one today. Interesting. I don't know why. It just hit so differently.
1: So Grow On You, um, Blue Jean American Dream, and Sweet Virginia are the only three – those are the only songs from this album that I haven't
0: had on repeat. Interesting. Well, we, I all haven't... do. we we Ugh. each do have our own tailored taste in country music. Yes. Um, And I, th- and it always comes out when we talk about these albums, it always comes out when we talk about everything, but you know, I don't, I don't know what it was about sweet Virginia. I couldn't sit here and give you a song analysis just when I listened to it. I'm like, Oh yeah. He, that, that Virginia, he's talking about the person, right?
1: Isn't sweet Virginia? I haven't listened to it too much. I've I've listened to it the first couple times.
0: Hunter's our lyrics guy. I am I, not I great think it's a person. Yeah. It's a I person. think it's a person too. It. It's, it's not, not talking the about the state. Yeah. It's not no. the state. Okay. So
1: for Virginia, is Virginia this old lover?
0: Is Virginia associated with Janie Blue? Well, the kind of name like Virginia it could be his grandmother for all we know. <laughs> 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 Virginia and Gloria. Yeah. I do so, okay. So just to Hunter is definitely the lyrics guy. He, he lets me know uh, on everything. Um, I'm so bad with lyrical meaning that like, yeah, I'll, are. I'll listen to a song about five years later after, like I could listen to this song once a week, every single week for five years, know every lyric to it. And they'll just hit me and be like, Oh man. Oh, that's what that's about. Yeah, Re- Really good example. Uh, Brad Paisley's beat this summer. I, for the life of me, could not figure it out what the heck that song meant and we're talking more than five years at this point we're talking seven eight nine years i could not figure out what the heck it meant last summer i figured out what's it mean i haven't listened to that one for a long time i don't know what it was it was like i'm never gonna beat this summer with you and i i for whatever reason i always thought it meant like get through the summer like this summer i can can never just get Uh, through it
1: with you yeah i need you to have a good summer
0: well, no, I thought the opposite. I thought it was like, you're holding me down from having a good summer. I don't know why. And then I was like watching the music video and I'm like, this is so tonally jarring and it's such a happy song. And I'm like, oh, this is the best summer and he's never going to beat it.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, it's like the lyrics of uh, whiskey glasses, the pour me, pour me another drink. Like You know what? P-O-R. I caught on to that one
0: early because I looked up the chords to it and it had the lyrics and it spelled oh, okay. it out P-O-U-R. And I was like, oh, that's clever.
2: But that's one that took me a while, but... Well, they're phonetically the same, so,
1: you know. That's the thing, I think, anytime you listen to new music and music in general, um, Hunter, when I listened to Paying Hard, I was like, oh, yeah, this is is a good song, but you don't hear the lyrics until after you listen to it several times, and even then, you don't... You really have to pay attention to them to understand them, and most people... Aren't constantly listening to every lyric when they're listening to music? It's usually just on in the background. Well, s- so, says
0: says you and me, Brian. Hunter listens to music differently. Yeah, the first he time lets us I know l- the minute it's out. Yeah, the
2: first time I listened to and Hard, I'm like, is this his like goodbye letter? Like it seemed like yeah, the song makes it sound like he's done. Like after this album, but I know but he's- he- He's on the record
1: as saying that's not true.
2: Yeah, there was an interview that someone asked him that question, um, and he's basically said it's going to be like a you're not going to know when I'm done. He's just going to disappear.
1: And I um, think, you know, I, I like when we hear things about him from different areas, and they all stay connected, though, because when we saw him in February, he mentioned that he had just gone back from Hawaii because he had his Costa Rica and Hawaii trip. And we were his first concert since, since he had gone back. And he was like, you know, I was just in a space where I just needed to get away and write music and do my own thing and not worry about the stress of being on the road. And he was like, for the, I think I don't want to quote him, but when we saw him, he said, for the first time in a long time, I'm ready to pick up a guitar and just play. And I'm excited and happy to do that. I'm not being yeah. forced to do that.
0: And And so
1: if I, if in his headspace in Hawaii and when he was riding pain hard, he was probably having those emotions, but then over time you overcome them.
0: Well, And you can physically see it on him too. I mean, Hunter, you, you brought this to me. It's pretty physically evident though. Take it, just Google search kit more, right. And look at the images and you can see, you know, it was backward, iconic red trucker hat and he's got the short hair back when he was doing you know something about truck and wild ones and all that and then i mean look at him now look at his album art like it's just it is so different you could tell he had a he had a bit of a life change did he i in so in pain hard he lost his dad right if i yeah. read that one right did, uh, i think his dad 2011 back in, yeah 2011
1: it was right it was oh, right all the way then he, okay yeah it was just as he was making a name of himself and that's why in the song he references how he took time away from being seen as dad because he wanted to get his career started
0: right cuz i was going to say mate i was going to ask if he lost him maybe in between soul heart and this and that could be the the different but no no okay
1: yeah it was a while ago
0: okay well but like, he said he's
1: always wanted to write a song about him and He's never been able to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys love this album so much. Um, So this is going to be kind of hard for y'all. But uh, least favorite songs or least favorite aspects about it?
2: I think for me, Crazy for You Tonight was the one that I just didn't like. It's uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just got a different vibe than the rest of the songs. It just, I don't know.
1: I mentioned this beforehand, but when I see the song title crazy for you tonight, I think of where you are tonight from up yeah. all night. And that is one of my favorite songs of his. And so even just a name being similar, but I feel like it's crazy for you tonight is underproduced. It could have used more, you know, we talk about songs being overproduced. I think crazy for you tonight could have used more something, in my opinion
0: and this is pretty telling because like we're not saying this is a bad song. None of them are bad songs. It's just, yeah, I I would have to, I hate to just be the sheeple with you guys, but yeah, crazy for you. And we knew that one coming into this because it was a single before. And I think that it was right away. We're kind of like, Oh, I like all the other ones. And this one's not as good. It was definitely the weakest link of the album, but like the saying goes, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And it's a fine song. Yeah.
1: I- well, you, you want to talk about aspects. I, you know, you usually artists uh, release their best songs. At times so the ones that they think are the best and will go over the best. And listening to the album when it came out on Friday, I was like, damn, like these are, these are good songs. I wish we could have been listening to these for months. And I I think the singles that were released ahead of time, they don't compare to the songs that were released on Friday.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of times the album cuts are a lot deeper than singles they put out beforehand because they're trying to play the the best songs, I think, are going to draw people into the album to hear the rest of them.
0: Mm -hmm. But you also can't put all of your best songs out beforehand yeah. you can put a good it's it's kind of like when you watch a movie trailer and there's some of those movie trailers that are like you know what i just saw every joke and you go to the movie and you're excited for it and then you see the movie and you're like i saw all that in the trailer like there's nothing new nothing exciting so yeah. i i do like how i think kitmore did a really good job putting out strong songs like southpaw um yeah like looking she, back she, she, why, wild Worlds, strong. actually yeah well he put that out forever ago yeah um but like Wild World, looking back on it, it's actually not even as strong as the other ones. But like you put out songs that you're like, man, this is good. I'm really excited for the album. And then you get there and the album's a different experience. You're like, wow, like this, yeah. is, this is so much better than I thought. And I think I'd almost prefer it that way. Um, I know uh, Cody Johnson, one of, the, one of the albums I was most excited for in my entire life. And I think he put out actually, oh boy, probably the best songs from the album. And I got to the album and I listened to it. and I loved it. But the songs that I was going back to and re-listening to the most uh, were the songs he had already put out with the exception of uh, Understand Why, which is my favorite song of all time. But so I think that that's an example, maybe one where, you know, the opposite of Kitmore, where he put out all the really, really strong songs and then you get to the album, you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, but none of the songs on the album really jumped out to me. we were like, whoa, OK, you know, this one I think is the opposite. We're like all the songs that he didn't release jumped out to me. We're like, wow, OK, like, this is super good. Yeah, um, I
2: agree with um another song that I think we had mixed reviews on was uh Red White Blue Jean American Dream. Um Brian and I heard it live acoustic um a couple months ago and loved it. Mm-hmm. Um but then the kind of the studio recording I don't think was quite as good as that. Um
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the sound of it, I didn't think it was him. Uh it just sounded kind of like crazy it's kind of like different
2: um so this song when you look into it it is the only song on the album that he didn't produce himself it's very produced yeah and i think you can tell that um Mm -hmm. so i i wonder why they went that would
0: have gone done and done that manager not pressure but like Maybe it's someone his manager knew. Maybe it's somebody he personally knew, doing somebody a favor. I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Do you it's have it pulled up? Who uh who wrote it? What do um, they have other music
1: for him in the past?
2: I don't know, but it was written by four people I've never heard of, um, and it wasn't produced by him. And the rest of the album was produced by him. And I know he produced all of Slow Heart. Um, I went back and looked at that.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I can't think of a song from Slowheart that was like sound different, sounding like totally different. Yeah, no, 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 it's pretty consistent. Yeah. I, I know, maybe, think maybe they hope that this one will hit radio, and we'll talk about this in a second. But I, soon, I yeah. could, I could see
1: this, I could definitely see that song hitting radio. I think it's very easy to sing along to.
2: Yeah, this was the one when we heard it. I thought it was going to be hit the radio on, in the summer, it'd be like a big summer hit, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would be interesting to see if they do go that route
0: well Hunter you had uh, <laughs> we were talking about Kit Moore on the radio right? we were texting about it and I think Brian you asked uh, which one is going to go to the radio and, and I, I said I think all these songs are too heavy to go to radio anything that wasn't already released uh, I think is too heavy Yeah. and then Hunter <laughs>
2: Kit Moore doesn't write songs to put on the radio <laughs> no he doesn't give a damn about no. the radio at
0: all uh, funny, though, I am wearing a shirt from Whiskey Rift today that says, play country on country radio. So, pretty,
2: Brian, when we saw him, didn't he say that? He was talking about like Florida Georgia Line or something, and he's like, I'm not like them. I don't write songs for the radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think he said something along those lines. Because yeah. like, it was being moderated. The discussion was being moderated by a local station. And he was like, he was, something along the lines of, like all due respect, like, I don't give a F what... You guys yeah. think. <laughs> like I do my yeah. own thing. I make music that I like and call call it a day and Yeah. But well, uh
0: off off the back of that, do we think though that any of these songs will be released to radio? Maybe let's pick one that hasn't already that wasn't a single already. Ooh. Maybe that he might re release as a single. I can't think of any. I hate, maybe what? more than oh no, Hail Lover. I feel like that one might Yeah. I could I see I could that see
1: one. Fire and flame.
0: I still think that was too heavy. Yeah. Because like if the lyrics are too heavy, it won't make it to radio. You could have, yeah, you, you, you could take the same, you could take two songs with the same melody sung by the same person, produced all the same and change the lyrics. And if it's too heavy, the heavy one won't make radio because uh, they don't, they don't want to be a downer on the radio. They want you to hear good songs, happy songs, right? Yeah.
2: All, all, all country radio wants to hear is people saying i love my country over and over
0: again so basically i mean yeah. that's why that's why even here in texas it's hard to find cody jinx on the radio because all of the songs yeah. are super heavy um and depressing and stuff and make you think a little bit too hard and I, I don't think the radio djs want you to be at work and just be like shit like i hate everything now because i heard that song not that kit morris songs are depressing or anything there's just there's a lot of weight to them yeah, there's meaning.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think that's the difference is that there's meaning. It's not just a <laughs> yeah. hodgepodge of
0: yeah, summertime. Grab your cooler. <laughs> you know what though? Okay, this is unrelated, but I need to make a apology. I think know where. I need okay. to apologize to Sam Hunt. I knew you were going this. His way. his new album, I stand by it, is no good in my eyes. I don't like it. It is not country music, but, uh, I was introduced to a song called hard to forget and yeah, it's, uh, it's shallow. <laughs> it, it <doesn't, laughs> it's, it's not Kip Moore's wild world. Uh, but God dang, I got sucked into the catchiness of it and like this kind of summer thing. And it has everything you hate the snap beats and it's overproduced and it's a track and there's not an instrument in it, but I don't even know what the beginning is. I like it. Oh, I don't even know what it is. It's they, supposed to sound like old-timey record it's, or something.
2: It's they, Um, it's Webb Pierce is his name. That's the actual song from like
0: 1950. Yeah. Do it's, they put like an auto-tune on it though? No. Or is that the, well, just the straight end, up? The, the end of the the song is auto-tune. It's called... The, it morphs into it's a
2: song called There Stands the Glass.
0: Or, oh, that's what, what he's saying. saying. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even bothered to look it up well it's just uh, God. you don't even have to look it up i'm so mad i i'm not i feel like i'm not can't allowed to like wild saying. world and hard to forget i can't Ugh. like both those songs anyway back to back to the better country music i just need to apologize to sam hunt for not giving that song a chance earlier and probably just trashing it yeah and i
1: still uh <laughs> while while we're speaking on that real quick i still love um young once I still think that's a great song from that album.
0: I thought you're no. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that one. I'm not giving any more a chance. I gave one a chance and I accidentally <laughs> liked it. And I went down this rabbit hole with co-wetzel too, where I'm like, Nope, I'll listen to them. I don't like them. And then I was like, well, fuss and fights. Okay. That's what happened with Montevallo. It's like, okay, I'll listen to a couple of these. And the next thing I know, I download the entire album. You know, though I'll give you Montevallo just because it was new at the time. like, it wasn't exhausted by every boy yeah. band want to be country artist yeah. at the time. And it was yeah. different. And I was like, you know what, this isn't my favorite thing, Uh, but I do appreciate the newness to it. But uh now I'm just sick and freaking tired of it. Cause everybody does. Yeah. Uh, honestly
1: though, without Montevello, I, I wouldn't be into, I don't even want to say country cause it's not country, but say I it. think for a lot, for a lot of people, it is the bridge between, listening to pop rock and then transitioning
0: to country. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for Florida Georgia line in 2013 bro country, I wouldn't have found the rest of country. Yeah. These artists are good for something. (laughs) Sure. Someone who really enjoys country was pulled in by like Thomas vacation. Well, I'm sure. Anyway, any closing thoughts on Moore's Wild World? Anything you want to leave people with? Any specific think- tracks that we didn't talk about that you'd like to talk about? I think we covered yeah, most of them. Covered it all. We actually didn't talk about the, the lead track, Janie Blue, which is yeah. a good one.
1: No, we kind of touched on it with a theme. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, uh, South. That's one of them that we put on under best tracks on the review yeah. on Instagram, and we haven't even talked about it at all. Yeah. It's just I love the rock, the, yeah. the rock
1: vibes in that song. Yeah. So good. and the, the guitar at the end, I love it.
0: Yeah, that's just a good. I don't know. I didn't even listen to lyrics to that one either. That's just a good sounding song. I think but. my takeaway from all of this is, we need maybe we don't need him to find
1: someone because he produces this great music because he doesn't have a girlfriend or wife. But I, I'm rooting for the man. I hope he. <laughs> It'll we find somebody here at some point.
0: Oh yeah, after um everything but you off all up all night. That's a it's a great song and it's very sad. And then Guitar Man at the end of yeah. Southpaw, I believe. It's like, oh man, yeah, Kit, we're we're sorry. We're sorry you've been broken multiple times.
2: He always has the the best ending songs. Yeah, he of,
0: he closes strong. Let's yeah. let me let me go back and see. He 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 mentioned that on that.
1: Interview too. Yeah, Fred, I don't know if you watched it. He mentioned that he always has his last song as a deep Meaningful song.
0: Yeah up up all night. I actually don't think I'm familiar with this song But it's titled faith when I fall so that sounds pretty heavy to me Um wild ones off of the deluxe is burn the whole world down. That's a very mm-hmm. strong uh, close slow heart uh, is guitar man, obviously, and that's Up until I, I don't know about now, but the last time I saw him That's what he closes his concerts with and then paying hard which uh is probably the heaviest song off of yeah Wild guitar
2: League. man is a pretty big fan favorite i think because when he sings it the way he
0: does in concert oh yeah
2: when brian when we saw him at the dive bar tour um he wasn't even gonna do it and everyone in the crowd yeah. kept telling him to he's like it's too loud in here you're not gonna be able to hear it but and everyone kind of shut up and we could hear it but and I, yeah, I forgot about and that.
0: sat down that's crazy well bottom line it's great uh, if anybody listening to us, hasn't listened to that somehow, uh, boy, listen to it. Cause it's, it's just outstanding work. Um, you know, it's, it's a alternative rock country kind of blend. Um, so if you're looking for, uh, steel guitar and uh fiddle, I mean, Kit not going to give that to you anyway, cause that's not a style, but, but if you're expecting that,
1: you're you don't know stuff
0: <laughs> no no uh but boy this is if you're a fan of songwriting and, and storytelling and even if you're not this is just all around uh best album that's been released this year oh yeah for that's sure. for sure we'll revisit again uh in about six months and see if that still holds true maybe somebody will surprise us but it is a it's a strong contender that's not going to be upstaged very easily um, Luke Bryan does have that new album coming out, so I don't know. Let's see. Watch us watch him just like throw back to uh, tailgates and tan lines and just yeah. like upstage all of us, or even uh, what's the one before the the album with Countryman on it? Um, um, I'll stay me, I think. Oh man, that album is yeah. outstanding. So watch him come at us with that. Based on uh, what's it? One, one margarita, one margarita two. Yeah, knocking boots. <laughs> it's not not off to a great boots, start, but that's yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, to anybody that likes Luke Bryan, I actually, I'm fine with him.
1: Um, yeah, I, like, I like him. He's just, but the the thing, the key is, you're just not looking for pure country. Like I like his music, but I'm not looking for pure country with him.
0: No, I'm I'm looking for sitting by the pool, uh, like yeah, drinking one bro- murder, borderline yeah. borderline <laughs> like blacking out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but unless you guys get any other uh, comments about Wild World, I think we'll probably wrap it up here everybody let us know um what you thought too we put out we put that on the social media but if anybody you know late to the party wants to let us know what they thought please do um otherwise thanks for listening uh give us a follow on instagram and tell us what you thought about the album there at tailgate country and then leave the show rate if you liked it um i don't think anybody really has to stay home very much but still stay safe uh all that good stuff social distance um and boy the live stream concerts are kind of they're kind of out oh people are making you pay for them now yeah that was our idea you yeah would. we'll we'll save that for another time <laughs> episode 24 um but we'll see everybody uh back here next week and thanks for listening